A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tools. For just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello! Hey! And welcome hey! to It's All Kicking Off. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football, joined by Ewan Patterson and Adam Cleary from What Culture Football to discuss another burning football issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from for daily football podcasts. Gents, it is the first day of the Football League season today, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to focus on the Premier League because arguably this season may be one of the best in recent memory where a team who's not regularly considered as part of the top four could break into it. Do you think that could happen this season? Yes. Oh, and who is you? Thanks for watching. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of, I think I've mentioned Leicester quite a bit. Um, I think they've done some really, really good business this window. They've already got a very competent squad. Obviously, there's a potential they might lose Maguire to United before the end of the window. I think they're, we've uh, reported that that transfer has happened oh, yeah. three times now. <laughs> so it's mooted fee of like 95 million or something. It's up to 95 yeah, now. To 95 An Adrian mooted fee indeed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, West Ham. We kind of talk about them as being, you know, a project every single season. And even though they seem to be doing great business, it just never seems to. Every season, together. West Ham look like they've done great business. And yeah. then about two months into the season, you go, oh, yeah, that's why those players were available. Um, Wolves <laughs> Wolves are very interesting to me. Um, mm. I, I was going to mention Everton as well, because I do think they, if they get that Moyes Keane signing done, I think that'll be very interesting. But uh, Wolves, definitely the most complete and ambitious and well-structured outfit, mm. I think, to actually make a consistent and steady challenge in the league this season, because... They've got a fantastic manager. They had a great, great squad, very well funded. They've already signed um, Catrone from AC Milan as well <laughs> this summer. I think they could easily uh, give it a good run. Um, One of the interesting things you said in the office when we were talking yeah. about this, and I said, who do you reckon oh. to the top four this season? <laughs> you said Arsenal, did, which yeah. sounds ridiculous, but it's, I mean... It's, it's, by, by letter of the law, if a team is finishing outside the top four on a regular basis and they can get into the top four, yeah. that is them breaking into the top four. There was that really good tweet I saw today where it was about the formation of Arsenal's new signings, <laughs> and it was like Lacazette, Aubameyang, Pepe, Ozo, Pepe, and the back four. Only God, God can help God us. God will help us. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. Do you think Arsenal stand a good chance of returning to the top four? They've got an incredible squad now. I will say. I think they'll comfortably score the goals required yes. to get you into the top four. It's just that the only problem with football is that it's not about how many goals you score, like exclusively. Yes. You also have to because you only tend to win games. We'll score one more than you. Doesn't <laughs> always. Because yeah. centre back wise, they've got Koscielny's on his way out. Uh-huh. Mustafi's even if he's not thirty three. Mustafi- I mean, I know Mustafi didn't do him any favours, but he's probably on his way out now, which yeah. leaves them with Monaco. Apparently, that's been talked uh, about. Rob Socrates, Holding? Rob Holding, Socrates, Socrates. Rob Holding. Yeah. Carl Jenkinson can play there. Can Monreal play Monreal's there? played as the left hand side of in a three. Yeah. <laughs> we said Kalasinaccio, we said Kalasinaccio. He's, oh, he's, he's, yeah. he's an MMA And Burnt Leno is a sweeper-keeper. Yeah. Thing is, right, now, <sighs> I hate to, like, drop a big... I hate to curl one out on this very concept before mm. we start. But looking at the names there, right, 
Leicester City could do very. They might. I'd say you've got them at the top of that list for a good reason. Mm. Wolves, who I absolutely love, they look tailor made to be the next Burnley or the next whichever. You know, which the team that break into the top six next season and they do some good business in the summer and everyone's talking about. Oh, can they go on and do a bit? But then they play a load of Europa League games have to fly to Armenia and Turkey in the week and then start dropping loads around. they're points. literally flying to Armenia on Thursday. Yes, that's, I actually researched yeah. this. And then they find themselves 12th or 13th and they talk about it as a consolidation season in which they had a couple of good, couple of good mm. European trips out. I, think, I really like Wolves, but beyond their sort of five or six core players who cannot do three games a week with loads of flying time. Mm. I think Wolves could really struggle this mm. year. Certainly struggle to maintain the standards they set last season. Because it's just, is it just Catron that they've signed or is there someone... I think one of they've brought in one or two extras, but yeah. nobody who you'd say is going to be a, like a regular starting mm. first team. No. In fact, they've only brought him in as a bit of cover. He didn't exactly set the world on fire mm. in Serie A last year, which is an opinion I'm now pleased to say I've got because we did one with Benjamin yes. Richardson at the start <laughs> of the week. Um, I think genuinely, if you're talking about teams breaking the top four... Your Chelsea's, your Man United's, and your Arsenal's are pretty much the conversation you've got to have. There is a gap there, definitely, because I think the lack of transfer activity, Chelsea could conceivably drop off. Man United have, for all their like intentions to do big business this summer, they've still really signed Juan Bissaka and Daniel James. Like, they still haven't got Maguire over the line. Mm-hmm. Solskjaer was doing an interview, uh, I think it was yesterday, where he's complaining that, oh, the window closing early really isn't helping us. And you go, you're getting your excuses in early here. Like yeah. You can clearly see all these big... Names if only had you had an entire summer to buy a team. Yeah. Well, no teams have excuses because every team is playing in the same window. Yeah. Like some teams have done fantastic business. Like Villa, for all they might be stacking a bonfire, have brought in a guy with marvelous in his first name. Yeah. Like they, they might. They've still done their business. They've been able to make those deals happen. I was going to chuck them in as a, as a potential. Oh. I realised last Look, literally you're the, the start man, of last season. You're the man we, last we came year. this close to doing oh. a video calling. How sorry, Fulham sorry. won the transfer. Window. Sorry, who's this? We you speaking French now? That's we. Yeah, you would do. You were going to do a video what, saying how conspirator now. How Fulham just won the transfer window uh-huh. and they ended up going down. Villa uh, very much. Just. Villa very much looked to be in that same mold, but they are still doing their business, mm-hmm. which is weirdly what my parents used to call dogs having sex. But <laughs> I just think Everton probably the strongest case in there because their squad is deep and good. Uh, they've, lost, they've, they've just lost Gay to PSG, mm. uh, who is an integral player to that team. I think they've got Tom Davies, who can also play in that position. They've got Schneiderlin, but they haven't got um, that. You know, Gay's a very, very good player, and they need another defensive bruiser, I think, in the middle of the park to be able to say that you've got a complete squad there. Someone like a Decore or someone mm. like that, um, or even an Ndidi from Leicester. Um, I think this, that that squad has holes in it. Um, it doesn't strike me as a top four squad. No, does it? it doesn't. Um, which is interesting. Can you say that even with Keane coming in, that they've got like a, you know they've solved the Lukaku problem? Um, can you say that they've got competent apart from um, you know Bernard? Uh, they've got Walcott on the on the wings, who didn't exactly do anything good for them in the past. He's good in the last twenty minutes coming off the bench. Yeah, it's um, I I still think there are major holes in that squad. They're a very intri- enticing project, I think, mm-hmm. um, but definitely I wouldn't talk about them breaking into the top four just yet. West Ham are a really interesting one because, yeah. and I know I always always word it this way. They're just stacking a bonfire, aren't they? Because <laughs> financially, I don't know where every summer they keep finding this money down the back of the sofa. And sooner or later, someone's going to ask where that's all come. I mean, I know their staging was gifted to them for free by the Conservative government, but <laughs> like the rest of it's all mighty suspicious. But they've got the manager now to back it up as well, I think. I mean, 
it's ah. there were times last season where I thought West Ham were brilliant. I think Anderson is probably one of the best attacking midfielders. He was in the excellent, league. yeah. Um, and you know, it, I guess you, you you get rid of Alnautovic and you bring in someone like a I, I mispronounced his name in our video. It's not Holler. It's it's Ayer. Um, so Harvey, this is finally your chance to wheel off your big list of all the West Ham centre forwards, and you've not brought your <sighs> notes brought with you. me. So he's, have- right, he's been sitting on this thing. It's a big. Big two-page thing of every single striker Golden Sullivan had bought for West Ham, how many games they played and how many goals they scored. It is a staggering, staggering set of statistics. And you've been going on for two, three weeks now. I'm going to get it. I'm going to go and get it. Can't wait for a video where I get to reel that one out. And here it is. We could talk about the signings they've made. <laughs> says they're West Ham in big letters <laughs> and you've not brought it. I'm going to go and get it. You talk about Watford. Right. There we go. Right. Cool. Is this, this is... This is happening now. Yeah, so this is... Should we, should we talk about him for a bit? No. You know, right, Arsenal. Yes. Oh, hang on, hang on. I'm so good at this. Oh, you've got, actually, you've got, you've got to be Wilborn now. I'm actually now. a good host. There we go. Right. Here we go. Get closer. So if you're a fan of this sort of thing, don't forget to subscribe. Blah, blah, blah. So, mm-hmm. Watford. Mm-hmm. Now, they've kind of been in and around. They got decimated in the FA Cup final. But yep. No, no, I'm hosting now. You have to go okay. Oh, there we go. Uh, they got decimated in the FA Cup final, which yeah. really did expose the golfing class between them and the sort of elite teams in the league. Mm. But have they done good enough business? They've certainly got the best kit. Watford are always underestimated. And I think the, the weird thing about that club is that sometimes they, they're climbing, but it makes no sense. Like They're constantly changing managers mm. every other season. It yeah. seems to work it's, for them. They though. always work for them. And Javi Gracia is a very pragmatic manager. And uh, again... It, a, a great squad but I don't see any of the big names sticking around long enough for them to make an actual effective dent into that position I think we'll always talk about them as being a consistent mm. top half the table team but never want to break into the top six or speaking top of effective dents in that position you, yeah. you've got a thing you want to say about West Ham United centre forwards haven't you indeed I have this extensive list these are all <laughs> the strikers they have bought as you mentioned another Golden Sullivan uh, regime and their returns, uh, Marco Anatovic there, 22 in 65 games. Not bad, not bad. Uh, Andy Carroll, 34 goals in. 142 games. 142 games. I've done games. a lot of Newcastle pods this season. Uh, Sacco, 24 in 71. Javier Hernandez, 16 in 61. But some of the names on here. Benny McCarthy, zero. Mido, <laughs> zero. Barrera, zero. Montenegro, zero. Terry Dixon, who didn't play a game, zero. <laughs> Uh, Shamak Nicky Maynard was there Indeed uh, Fred- Frederick Pikion Mladen Petric John Carew He played for them for a bit um, Carlton Cole Zarate oh. Enna Valencia uh, Nene oh. Zero <laughs> Nikita Yelovich Zero Two Two Two, oh, two and four One time to channel with a zero as well. uh, Lucas Perez Six in 19 He scored it, six goals two, for them. two pages worth Of these strikers That they bought Who've done absolutely nothing uh, Frederick Piccion <laughs> Yeah so they've not got A great track record in there Carlton Cole Nine in 56 Just some of the names That you just forget Were even footballers Never mind playing for West Ham Jordan Hugel Zero Jonathan Caleri One Tony Martinez, Ashley Fletcher, Emmanuel Emmanuel Emenike, Nene Di Frasacco, Marco Borrello, <laughs> Janai Gordon, Robbie Keane. What? Uh, wait, Robbie Keane was at West Ham. Uh, Robbie Keane was at West Ham. I've erased this from my memory. Sam Baldock, Brian Montenegro, Terry Dixon, Ricardo Vazte. Ricardo Vazte. With 19 and 61, by the way, one of the more effective players mm. on this list. Sean Maguire, Wellington Paulista. Mladen Petric? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just buy centre forwards for fun. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I will say that I have not seen him play a single minute of football. In, right. In the, but that IR is, is pretty well highly rated mm. and, you know, kind of went underneath, coasted underneath the radar with um, Frankfurt compared to where Jovic obviously is now at Real Madrid. I don't want to say anything, but that is, that, that's, a, that's a commendable front line they've got now. They've got him, they've got Anderson, um, they've got more than, I'm sorry, they've got another player I completely forgot. I don't know. Um, it's interesting. I'm kind of, I don't, Denver Bar, Denver Bar, Denver Bar. That's nearly one in. That's I, better I, than one in two. Yeah. I don't see them breaking into the top six or top four, even with that kind of squad. Mm. I, as far as West Ham go, I can comfortably see them having one season, sometime in the near future, mm. where they really do, they really do well. But then become this classic, another classic example of the getting to Europe and that the extra strain that puts on them sees them drop right down the league. They never fully recover from that and go back down. Mm. I, I saw a lot, of, a lot of people saying about Burnley this season, aren't they? One of the favourites for relegation <sighs> despite being in Europe They last did season. not look good at all. But that was precisely season. it last season, wasn't yeah. it? They yeah. did not have the squad to compete. No. I know they went out very early on, but it's just how destabilising that is for your preparation, the, the key games you end up losing. I think the Wolves fans that I know have said that they are just going to enjoy being in Europe this season. Yeah, I don't you've got any, you've They don't got have it. any high expectations for breaking into the top for. I think one of the teams that everyone's going to be talking about, arguably, we talked about this in the news the other day. We we back over now. One of those teams that... Yeah, I don't like this. I feel, feel like, I'm like in the upside-down <laughs> world at the moment. Da, da, we were da, talking da. about one of those teams that... Um, that will be, you know, there's always that one team at the start of the season that has a, f- a flying start and is maybe top of the league above your Man Cities and your Liverpools. Every happens it's, every now and again. No, it's always Man City though. There was a, there was a while a few, year, a few years ago. I remember it's Bolton was top, were top for a while. But um, I think Everton are going to be that team. They've got a relatively easy opening six fixtures. I think maybe, maybe they play Man City. But aside from that, it's promoted sides. It's bottom, bottom mm. half sides. So they could be one of those but, ones. You but Man at. City only play other Premier League teams. So, <laughs> well, indeed. so basically Everton would have to beat Man City to be top after six I, I think out of all these, here's a question. Do you think Man United will make it into the top four this season? As it stands, No. I think if I was to nail down the top four right now, it'd be City, Liverpool, Spurs. I think they're, they're the three we all agree and on, yes? either one of Chelsea or Arsenal. 
Do you want to disagree? I, at the minute, I, again, as it stands, and I reserve mm. the right to change my judgment, I think it'll be City Spurs Liverpool. Mm. Because I, we were talking about this, the pre-season, the summer Liverpool have had, oh, yeah. all their best players haven't had a break. I think they're going to really struggle to hit the ground running. And I think with, the, with Spurs really, really delving into the areas, they've not spent big money, but they've actually improved the areas they needed to improve. Their business has been smart. Mm. I think if they can get momentum on their side the first sort of 10, 12 games, I think it'll be difficult for Liverpool to claw them back. Again, it's Spurs, and Spurs will always do with Spurs at some point, mm-hmm. but I think Liverpool are really going to, especially as we get into sort of uh, the, the winter months, the fact that Salah's not had a break, Marnie's not had a break, Firmino's not had a break, Alisson's not had a break, they're going to, that's really going to show, mm, especially yeah. if they've not really, you've said yourself, yeah. if anything, the squad's weaker going into this yes. season than it was last season. The interesting thing in that, in that sense is that, you know, we have, it's almost kind of like in a similar position to where Spurs were off the back of the World Cup last season, where most of their players were absolutely knackered mm. off the back of that. Um, Spurs, I, I understand your point about them reinforcing in, in particular areas, but they've signed Ndombele. They've not been able to sign Lo Celso from Betis. Let's talk about them mm-hmm. signing Fernandez from Sporting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think necessarily you can say that they've addressed every issue. Not every issue. But I think if we're if, even if Liverpool aren't going to finish above Spurs, which I still think we will, uh, um, I do see that being the solid top four. I, oh, I think the, the top know. three is almost, barring one yes. of them having a nightmare, the top three's um, not open for debate. Chelsea and, and Arsenal are too unpredictable and same for Man United as well I can't I, you know. I, can, I can see I can see the top three being mm-hmm. unchangeable but also then I'd like to be wrong I'd like to think one of them will have a complete collapse but mm-hmm. I think Arsenal Man United Chelsea basically being in a three horse race for that last mm-hmm. spot I don't think I know the thing is Arsenal have spent so much money and good money I might add might spend more at the top end of the pitch but as we said at the start <laughs> like Chelsea are probably going to I think Arsenal-Chelsea can kind of be the opposite teams this year because I think with Chelsea losing Hazard and not really being able to reinforce that area, they've lost Higuain, mm-hmm. effectively, because he's gone back. Pulisic is an unknown quantity. certainly mm-hmm. could do something. He's not going to be able to fill the boots. Yeah, to, yeah. to lump that weight on him. I can see Chelsea being very, very solid yes. this season and not giving away a lot of goals and Arsenal scoring for absolute fun, but the results kind of levelling out fairly. I was going to say, maybe Chelsea have the most stable squad out of the, mm. the three there. You look at that and you think they've been together for a good few years yeah. now. There is, there is stability, there is consistency, there is continuity, whereas you look at... You, and even though you could argue that Chelsea is still a project in the sense that they still have to sign, you know, they still have ambitions of mm. players that they need to replace Hazard with and stuff. Um, United and Arsenal are still very much in project mode. Mm. I think um, there's a great opportunity there for yeah. Man United as it stands. Like if they can get certain transfers in, like especially throughout the core of the spine of their team, if they do indeed get rid of Lukaku and they bring Dybala in, who mm-hmm. are led to believe fits what Solskjaer wants to do mm-hmm. way more than Lukaku does. One or two transfers at the back, if they get Maguire in, maybe one of, like someone in centre midfield, mm-hmm. They edge ahead of Arsenal and Chelsea, yeah. but as it stands, they don't. No. And that's why the next two weeks for, I think, all three of those teams is so important. Mm-hmm. So cards on the table time. Out of these, let's say, five teams, we're not including Aston Villa in this, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of these five teams, uh, if you had to pick one, not necessarily to finish in the top four, but mm-hmm. to finish finish in and around your Arsenals, your Man United and your Chelsea. I will say Leicester by an absolute mile here yeah. because they've not got too many burdens on them. The squad size is good, even mm-hmm. sort of away from their core players. They've always had good options they can bring in. Brendan Wodges, Brendan Wodges? Brendan Wodges. Bren- Brendan Hodgson, I think, is a fantastic... <laughs> he's a really good manager who can genuinely get um, something out of that side. I think... I mean, replacing Harry Maguire with... 2019's Liam Ridgewell in the shape of Lewis Dunk is a bit of a mad one, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't be doing it unless they thought there was something there. Genuinely, 
if Chelsea cannot find goals with Hazard going, Arsenal cannot keep stable at the back and Man United don't bring in any better players, there is a shout Leicester could do that mm-hmm. because that is not far removed from a team that did win the league not too very yeah. long ago. It's, I know when, when, when they won the league, we always realised that's going to be one of those things you just bring up in the pub in a few years' time. Like, remember when, remember when Leicester... It's like the same as like, remember when David Moyes managed Man United <laughs> for a bit? It's one of those things you can scarcely believe happened. But it did, and that's still a really competent side. They have got as good a chance of... They need teams to drop off above them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, remember when Newcastle finished fifth. It wasn't because we were the fifth best team in the league. It was because Liverpool had an absolute stinking season and so did Chelsea. And if if they'd just done a little bit more in January, they could have got fourth that year. Mm-hmm. But it was because the gap was there. And every few seasons, these teams go through cycles where they're all transitioning at the same time. Liverpool, Tottenham and Man City are not. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. three teams below them mm-hmm. still are. And there is a chance there for a Leicester City, maybe even for a Wolves if they've just been off Europe, to have a real crack at it and go for it. Top six, absolutely fine. Leicester, maybe mm-hmm. even top four. That's interesting because before this, I did, I, I would have had Wolves necessarily maybe as the one there. But now you've mentioned the Europe equation. Mm-hmm. That is a big destabilizing factor. Uh, and Leicester is well. The most interesting thing about their squad this year is not just kind of the new acquisitions that they made. Is in terms of like they're, they're, they're keeping these group of players together for longer. Um, and Madison was really impressive last season. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see where he goes this season. Um, if they can compensate. Arsenal, the right things yeah. are going, mate. If they can, if they can compensate. <laughs> Safe for the lack of Maguire, then yeah, that makes them a very interesting prospect. Um, Everton again, I just I can't I can't see it. I can't see it. I'm very sorry. I just can't see it. It's yeah. it's after after Leicester, it's Everton for me. Yeah. But again, I think as you say before, they are in sore need of a, like a regular goal scorer and a, a more stabilizing figure in the center of the mm-hmm. park. But again, there's, there's two weeks. There's two weeks left to go. I just. I look at what every now and then a team comes up or, you know, they've been in the league a year or two. They're still fresh. There's still quite a lot of new players that go on a really good run that gets them into Europe. And then, lo and behold, it was kind of all a bit of a crest of a wave. And not only does it break against the expectation of needing to finish in the top half, but it breaks against all these other fixtures. All of a sudden, start of last season, like teams weren't going to Molyneux thinking they needed to really put the shutters up or anything like that. Yeah. But now people regard that as one of the toughest away games. Yeah. Again, when Newcastle finished fifth, this is exactly what happened. You know, t- we'd only been up a season. We weren't very good. We'd sold Andy Carroll. We'd brought in a couple of no-hopers from France, along with a striker West Ham had let go because his knees were definitely going to explode. And then, lo and behold, by the end of the season, teams were having to like desperately try and figure us out at St. James mm. Park. And it didn't work. And we got to fifth off the back of being this unknown quantity. Next season rolls around. Everybody took them seriously. Yeah. And they struggled to break down a lot of sides. Like Teams were playing for draws when they I were coming agree, home. Yeah. And it was really, really difficult. And I think Wolves caught everybody out last year mm. with just how good they were. Whereas now, if you're anybody outside the top three or four teams and you're going to Molyneux, you'll take a draw. You know what I mean? You'll mm. play more conservatively. Wolves will have to find new ways to break teams down while at the same time being absolutely shagged out from all the travelling they're going to have to do. <laughs> it, happens, it happens time and time and time and time again. And I would love to be wrong because I really have enjoyed watching Wolves. They were excellent last season. Mm. I'd love to see more of that. But I think history does tell us that you have to massively expand your squad and be really good at finding other ways to win. Mm. I think we all agree then. It's probably out of all these teams going to be Leicester City. Yep. The outside bet. The, the gang finished 12th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's either that. The only, the only potential risk I see with Leicester is 
Rogers just doing the mad one and then the owners getting yeah. bored and then binning him off. That's mm. the biggest threat, I think, then this season, if there's some sort of managerial of restructuring. That side, yeah. Given that Leicester have kind of kept the purse strings quite tight since they won the league, purely because the temptation was obviously there to be a bit leads and start throwing money around, but they do look like they're going to be happy to spend it under Rogers, which suggests they have, mm-hmm. they do feel like they've got another project on mm-hmm, their hands. Mm-hmm. I could see him, even if he drops out of the top half this year, I could still see him being there next year, but mm-hmm. as you say, he's prone to doing a mad one, so we'll have to see. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be very, very exciting. I'm sure we'll sit around this table. No Newcastle on this list, though. Not quite, no. no. Okay. Um, we'll we'll sit around this table, no doubt, before the start of the Premier League season and attempt to do our 1-20 to 20 of the Premier League, <laughs> which will no doubt provoke a uh... lot of debate. But let us know your thoughts on who you think could break into the top four this season in the comment section below or on Twitter at WhatCultureFC, where you can also follow all three of us. You can follow Ewan Patterson at... Ewan Ruins Things. You can follow Adam Cleary at... Adam Cleary, C-L-E-R-Y. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. As I said, follow us all at WhatCultureFC and make sure you subscribe to what Culture Football for daily football podcasts. Don't forget, of course, if you're a fan of one of the 13 teams that haven't been mentioned as finishing in the top six do feel free to tweet us call us loads of names say we're biased and we hate your club yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. in fact I'll be more upset if you don't do that yeah <laughs> sorry Bournemouth fans <laughs> <laughs> my thanks Adam Cleary and to you and Basson thank you for watching and we will see you soon imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.